First of all, thank you for tuning in to what is going to be a new arm of the Girl Have You Read podcast. Before you start this episode, I wanted to offer a brief disclaimer that there are some sound issues in this episode. I don't want you thinking that it's your headphones or your speakers. There is a little bit of static in the episode that we do plan to correct in future episodes, but I just could not bear for you guys to not hear this amazing interview with Girl Have You Read's own Alexandra Warren. Um, with that said, I'm I'm going to stop talking and let you go ahead and hear it. But again, I just wanted to give that little bit of a disclaimer up front that there is nothing wrong with your speakers or your headphones or anything like that. That is on our end and it will be fixed in future episodes. Thank you. We're back. I'm not going to say good morning (laughs) Um, (laughs) because first of all, it's not morning. Second of all, as as we've established so many times and yet I still always forget um I I have no idea what time y'all are going to listen to this and so I I don't know if it's morning or not but (laughs) either way the girl have you read podcast is back with a little bit of a different variation on it this time we're going to be doing some one-on-one conversations with the authors who make up this beautiful canvas or quilt or landscape, whatever you want to call it, tapestry. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The tapestry of the Black romance community, um, the indie Black romance community as it is today. And um, who better to kick this off with than... <laughs> this, is, this is my face that I make when we're doing the regular broadcast. Like, <laughs> well, who better than my co-host and co-creator and partner and all that good stuff in all things Girl Have You Read, Miss Alexandra Warren. So I am going to give you a few moments or however long you want to take or not at all. If you want to just get right to the questions, we can do that too. (laughs) But I want to at least give you the moment to introduce yourself. Okay. I feel like I do need to introduce myself because people be getting me confused with other people and stuff. And so let me set the record. (laughs) I am Alexandra Warren. I write Black contemporary romance with a focus on millennials. It tends to be. Uh, that just kind of happened. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, I have over 30 books published. I am a full-time author and um, you should read my stuff. <laughs> hey, I can co-sign all of those things. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Intro out of the way. We'll We'll head just straight into it. From your first published work to your latest, like from Linstone University to, <laughs> I can't think of that. I can't remember the charity name right now, but <laughs> to Oops. <laughs> that is quite the trajectory. <laughs> that, that is, there has been a whole lot between all of that good stuff. But from, from, from there to here, where do you feel like you've grown and developed most as an author? Um, I think just like becoming comfortable in my voice, uh, you know, as, as you start to do more projects, you, you realize what you're good at and what you, what's your sweet spot and 
how you like what you're what you're bringing to the landscape and what people appreciate about what you're bringing to the landscape and you kind of settle into uh the confidence voice with uh compared to the first book where you don't know what you're doing and you're not gonna know what you're doing <laughs> but you're not you're not at all sure you know what you're doing and how people are going to respond to it and you know any of that and now it's like okay it's really not about how people respond to it it's more about what do I how do I want to what do I want to bring? What do I want mm-hmm. to say? And how do I want to say it and, and standing by that? Yes. And so you would say that coming to that place has been time more than anything? Yes, definitely. Time and just more, you know, as you put more stuff out, you're, you're, you're finding your way. And so, yeah, 30 books in, I, I better have something figured out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So like you said, 30 books in, that's, that's a lot of books. Um, and just over that time, you like your books are well reviewed. People like it, you know, just generally speaking, people like what you do. But with that comes pressure. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain, there's these certain expectations that you have to live up to and a certain, well, when I open an, Ale- an Alexandra Warren book, it's going to be this and it's going to be that. Have you ever been tempted? to be able to step away from all the pressure of that and write under a pen name where you can just go fresh. Nobody knows who you are. You can do what you want, all of that. Well, now that you're like talking about it, I'm like, hmm, maybe that is something I should consider. (laughs) But you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point. And I think, um, it's because I found a reader tribe that appreciates when I step out of my lane a little bit. Um, they like to see me flex a little bit or, uh, you know, however you want to put it, they like to see me flex my writer muscles and do different things. And they seem to appreciate that even when it's not the typical Alexander Warren book. And mm-hmm. so I haven't needed to yet, but like I said, now as you're talking about it, it's like, hmm, maybe I need to be <laughs> Alexander Orn. Okay. So since you're, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's just <laughs> the name that you said. But um, so okay, you know, you feel like your readers are pretty open-minded with you. You know, they 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 give you room to kind of grow and develop and step into different lanes. If you were to write, uh, like you're not even saying it would be your next project or whenever you wanted to write it, but you wanted to try and do something that was just completely different from everything else that you've ever put out, but it still absolutely looked like an Alexandra Warren project. Mm-hmm. What would that project look like? Um, <laughs> I feel like I've <laughs> talked about this on so many episodes of Girl, <laughs> you read <laughs> on the podcast. So, of course, I would start off this new version of the podcast by saying that uh, I definitely need to do some romantic suspense. Eventually, you're going to just give yeah. it to us. You're going to stop playing. It, just, it is. It's just going to happen. Like, it's not It's not going to be anything like, okay, building myself up. It's going to be like, okay, I'm ready. And then boom. So that's, that's definitely something um, that I want to see from myself. And mm-hmm. I think people, you know, as much as I've talked about, it, I think people are ready to see it from me, too. What what do you feel like is holding you back from moving forward with it? Because like you said, you've you've mentioned this before and I seen the tapes. I seen <laughs> <laughs> I know, you have. I, I know. 
And so what what do you feel like is like the barrier for you from from moving forward with it? So it's, it's changed. I think in the beginning, like when I first, first started, because that project has been like on my mind for years now. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the beginning, it was just like being intimidated by writing romantic or, or about writing romantic suspense. And I think now it's just like figuring out where it fits into what I see, you know, for my writer year or my writer quarter or whatever, just mm-hmm. finding the time, like finding the time that it feels right for me to do. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad it ain't no well, I'm scared. So <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. It's changed. And I feel like even, you know, even what you've seen of it, mm-hmm. I've grown so much from when I first started that project that it would almost be like an entire, you know, same thing, but almost yeah. like an entire rewrite and just finding finding the the right time for me to do something like that, take something like that on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So okay, with that said, we you kind of made it clear. Romantic suspense is not really what we would find, like looking into <laughs> your catalog, but you want to get into it. But in the meantime, if there was a project that you feel is just quintessentially Alexandra Warren, like something that would be the perfect introduction to you and your work, like that's the book that you feel like this is like, this is me. This is what I can do. What book of yours would that be? Uh, so it definitely be only from the summer, which is so crazy because like writing that book, I I didn't I didn't know that it was going to stick with me for this long, mm-hmm. um, but I I think that's just the one that really captures what you're gonna get out of majority of Alexander Warren projects, just the feel of it, the vibes, uh, you know, the little bit of humor, the super happily ever after, and just mm-hmm. the super key love story. Yeah. Again, I can co-sign all of those things. One of my favorite Alexandra Warren books. <laughs> okay, so speaking of only for the summer, I'm gonna say something about it that I don't think is too much of a spoiler. Um, but the characters are teachers. You were a teacher, and so you have these things, this kind of bridge, you know, between those characters. Even if you're as a person, you're very different from them. You did have some kind of bridge. But have you ever had any characters that, you know, I guess were not even necessarily they were so different from you, but maybe their experiences, their background, whatever, was so different from yours that in the process of developing them, you kind of like it kind of snuck attack you, like it kind of caught you off guard and and you were able Mm -hmm. to learn something and kind of expand your mind just through the research for creating that character so I think the person that comes to mind uh most recently will be Joella from Mm -hmm. Love Unsolicited (laughs) (laughs) she um I don't think I would have been able to write that character like five years ago Mm -hmm. um because you 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 definitely have to understand uh or have a have a more open mind to you know what she was about and what she was on and -hmm. I don't know if I would have been as open or, you know, ready to take on somebody like her. So she, you know, she was a retired, <laughs> retired grifter. <laughs> That's what, um, honestly called a retired grifter. So I like that. I mean, um, but hey. she, was, she was coming out of retirement for, for just a little fun. And, um, but she, I mean, she had a, a sweet side to her too. Like she was also, well, I won't spoil it, um, but she just <laughs> with her family and, you know, yeah. we, we get to see two sides of her, but she, uh, she definitely challenged me, um, 
in a way, like I said, I don't think I would have been able to write her a long time ago. But as I've gotten further in my career, I felt more comfortable taking on somebody like her that was a lot different than myself. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, do you feel like readers responded well to her overall? I mean, I'm sure, you know, for the most part. You, yeah. I mean, you, but, you know, you have your people. You're always going to have your people that just are annoying. Um, but yeah, overall, they loved her and they, they loved um, how confident she was. And she, you know, she was who she was. It wasn't like she was ashamed about any, you know, anything that she did. She was who she was. And I think people really appreciate seeing, you know, characters like that yeah so speaking of the annoying people (laughs) (laughs) do you read your own reviews and like for good or bad better or worse whatever how do they I guess how do they inform your work if at all so I do read reviews more so um like when I first drop something just mm-hmm. to see like what what people are grab, grabbing from it right away after you know the book has been out for a while I'm, i don't need to like i don't care as much anymore but i like to see just those first couple ones um because those are one those are usually the people that like devoured your book really quickly mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um and so you you want to you you like to have just a little bit of positive you know feedback um but they don't really change my work very mm-hmm. much um, like there's never been a review that I saw and I'm like, okay, I really need to to think about that. And cause a lot of times it's not constructive criticism as much as just like somebody being kind of rude and yeah. doing things they wouldn't necessarily say to your face. Um, so that's the kind of stuff you kind of just let roll off your shoulder. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't, they haven't, it hasn't, it's never been something that's actually changed, changed how I move forward in my writing career. Thankfully. <laughs> hey, that we 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 like that energy. Um, but yeah. okay, so reviews, no, as far as informing like the 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 the, the meats, the content. But what art, you know, we have there's there's books, there's movies, music, uh paintings, sculptures, whatever. Is there any like particular artist or movie or whatever, some other form of art other than the one that, (laughs) other Mm -hmm. than your own that you feel kind of informs or influences your work? Um, So music, definitely. Music is huge for me. Um, Typically when I'm writing, I have some sort of playlist going or an actual book playlist that's already created for the book that's going. it just seems to put me in like the, the right headspace or put me in the certain moves that I need for certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I hear a song and I'm like, wow, that that could be translated so well into a book. So like a uh, baggage claim, I think it was baggage claim. Yeah, baggage claim. I literally heard a song. It was like there needs to be a book about this song. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it happened. Um, but yeah, music, music is huge for me. Um, I'm movies. Well, I was that was gonna tell a story because Love Unsolicited. <laughs> I saw a movie that was not. I mean, it was just about scammers in general. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, not like a direct rip of the movie, but just that idea of writing some characters like that. Um, but yeah, music, music would definitely be at the top of the list. In a world where writing was not an option, and money or access or whatever was not an obstacle what would you do instead like for Um, a living like what was your 
Um, for a living, I don't know if I would make a career out of this, but I could see myself doing a ton of traveling. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I could see you know not necessarily being like a whole backpacker. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I could definitely see myself um exploring the world. I definitely feel like I'm a, a citizen of the world. And there's so much to see. There's so much to learn and, and, and be inspired by. And so I would definitely, you know, if money wasn't an, an object, I would be out here. <laughs> okay. So I feel like, so what you're telling me is that travel is a passion of yours. And so since we're in this world where <laughs> we're right. Can't go nowhere. Option, how does, how does that how does that passion for travel inform your work if at all like does that kind of affect what you do like affect maybe the characters or settings that you bring into your work absolutely um anytime that somebody references uh like a going somewhere or traveling or any place they travel to is somewhere that i've been um Cool. Because I like to, you know, when I go places, I, I'm like taking it all in, taking it all in. And it's like, okay, how else can I get put people on and, and let them know what's going on in these different places? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I really like to infuse some of that when I can. When I, when, I, when there's a travel situation, it's, it's going to be somewhere that I've actually been and can talk about very specific places. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So this is not, this question is not about your regrets. Okay. Or not exactly, <laughs> not exactly about regrets. What I want to know is if looking back over 30 books, you know, and everything that has gone into that, is there something, not that you would take it back, like whatever it was, it happened, you know, it's past, but is there something that you're like, you know what, never again, like you would never, like I would never, ever do that again? Um. I have a very specific answer to that, and that is to start my career off with a four book series. Like, what? <laughs> what were you thinking? Why? Why? Who told you to do this? And it's so funny because I remember, like, writing freshman year, putting it out, you know, mm-hmm. meeting readers based on that, and then being like, oh, so we're going all the way to senior year. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, whatever, whatever. And it's like, girl, of course you're going to do it. Like, you're going to make it happen. Right. But I definitely think that um, held me back from being able to go into some other stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I knew I wanted to, I, ne- I needed to finish that off. So I definitely want to start my career with a series. I, I, I love them. I do. Um, but that was, that was a wild choice. That okay. was a wild choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty intense way to start things off. Like I'm gonna give you four books. Well, and not even like like separate books. Like there has to be four books if we're yeah. talking about a college scene, like a college setting. Like yeah. I didn't even leave myself the option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of early career, right? So over the time um, of publishing 30 books. I think I published in 2013 and I think that you were like two years after that. So mm-hmm. is that right? Was it 2015? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from 2015 to 2020, where we are now, um, things have changed, you know, just as far as being an indie author and the respect level and all these, there's all these different ways that the landscape of being a black indie has changed. What are, 
and this this question has two parts, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell both parts first. <laughs> what are some trends that you've seen that you know that that make you feel good about where you know about what the about what the direction has been and what what we've been seeing and what is something that you would like to see less of with regard to how the in the black indie landscape has changed over the last five years all right so um less of that's that's the hard one because mm-hmm. I think we we have a lot of good stuff going on um so I'll I'll say that but I like Hold on, ask me the first question again to make sure I'm answering. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm, I'm answering the correct question. Just something that makes you feel positive about the direction that things are going. Something oh, that makes you okay, feel yeah, good okay. about, you know. So it's been amazing to see how, just how much this community has grown mm-hmm. um, since the very beginning. Like there were, there were a, not very, there, there just weren't very many of us um, doing this on the on the indie landscape and if we were like we were over here over there over here over there Mm -hmm. but to see an actual community form you know create some things invite more people in and really take off in a major way Mm -hmm. um so that new authors coming in they have something to come into because we didn't really have anything to come into we just (laughs) we just popped on the scene um you know might maybe met each other and you know operated how we needed to but they have different resources to come into. They have an actual community of readers that are looking for them specifically. Like they're not even necessarily looking for traditional books anymore. They're looking for new, fresh indie voices. Right. And so that's that's been amazing to see um, since the beginning. And I'm glad to have gotten in on that early <laughs> because <laughs> cause it's deep. But uh, but no, that's that's been really cool. But yeah, I don't know if there's anything that I'd, I'd like to see less of what would it take for you to consider not being an indie anymore like what what would i won't name any specific publishers or whatever, mm-hmm. but what would somebody have to come with or what what or and i'm not even saying like girl how much money they gotta give you or well that was number one on my list honestly so. <laughs> <laughs> understandable it was the number it really was the number one it was on the list but it wasn't number one uh but i i have to have creative control like mm-hmm. that that's the non-negotiable for me um being an indie we we that's what we know that's that's the part that we love the most is that we mm-hmm. don't have anybody that we have to please for our work to be able to get to consumers um so yeah full creative control is a is a is a must mm-hmm. and then a lot of money <laughs> a lot of money not, just, not a little money we're not talking baby advances we're talking big advances and uh we yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so all over the internet there's advice everywhere you go about how to be a writer what 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 romance should look like blah 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 but sometimes the stuff is good you know sometimes the stuff is just actually honestly good stuff so what is one of those pieces of advice that's, you know, stated all the time that that actually works, like for you, that actually means hmm. something? <laughs> I think about this. Um, finding your lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like a cute little phrase. You find your lane, right? You know, do your thing. But it really 
like that really matters. Like we all have a like a, a space that we can operate in this grand scheme. And if you can find your lane and, you know, not necessarily be influenced by everything else that's going on um, and, and do your thing, I think that's really that's really helpful. That's okay. been helpful for me. So on the other side of that, what's the advice that you wish would like die in a fire? <laughs> um, outlines. No, just <laughs> um, but just I think the 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 idea of your romance fitting into a formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes that can like limit your thinking in ways and. You know, we've been blessed as indies that we don't necessarily have to do it. We do like we do it kind of unconsciously sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if I think if I went into romance thinking that it had to hit X, Y, Z, then my writing wouldn't be what it is. Mm-hmm. That makes a whole lot of sense. And as, again, I, I I can't stop agreeing with you. Like. <laughs> You're gonna have to say something I don't like. It's, it's, why, it's why the podcast was so good. I mean, we just we bam, bam, man, we here with it. Okay, so you have found your own lane, and you have done it without any outlines. <laughs> I mean, you know, blur me down. But like, I don't have when I'm sitting down for a project. I don't have like this board of these characters and this and where they're from and you know all this other information about them and then first chapter is going to be this second chapter is going to be that like i i I can't operate in those confines as i get further into a project i can Mm -hmm. you know build start building some of that stuff but starting off like i just gotta write and i mean it's worked for you it's worked for you for 30 books for five years and 30 books it is working so you're doing (laughs) something right (laughs) So you have that, you know, book number 30, fresh new release. You've got five years of this behind you. Looking forward, what what would you like to see for yourself? And what would you like to see from your career? And not even just, you know, in the immediate, like this year, but, you know, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like a certain number for looking out either. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> stuff just happens. <laughs> Um, I think I said this on another podcast, but I would love to see my work in some sort of film form, mm-hmm. whether that be a TV show or a web series or a movie or whatever. Um, I would just love to see these stories come come to life in um that type of format. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody has some ideas, my email address. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would I would love to see that. But right now, I'm I'm really enjoying what I do. Um, and enjoying, you know, the pace that I've set for myself and, you know, enjoying meeting readers and in RIP book events, but, uh, (laughs) but but I really, I really enjoy, you know, all the different aspects of what I do so far. And so it's not that I'm like pressing that I have to do something else or do something more just yet. Like I'm not itching for that just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I could definitely see, you know, these books ending up somewhere else. Hey, we'll look forward to it. Yeah. All right. So do you have anything else that you want the people to know? Anything you want to say? Anything you need to plug or put out there? I know you just had a new release. Oops. I do. Yes. Oops. It's live. <laughs> Oops. Cameron and Maverick, who 
started to drive me crazy towards the end, but I love them so much. And um, it's accidental pregnancy story. If you look at the cover, you'll know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were, they were a lot of fun. And I think, you know, like I said earlier about if only for the summer, there's that it's just one of those projects that feels like mine. Uh, mm-hmm. It has that same type of, you know, humor and, and fun and, and cute, cute, cutesiness. Not that it's sweet, but just cute, you know, cute and stuff they, happening. They, they, <laughs> yeah. Sweet is not a word I would use. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there's definitely, some, you know, some drama too, but it's a, it's a fun read. So yeah, check that out. Hey, all right. Well, as oh, well, I can't say it's always you. Thank you for coming through because you're always here. I'm here. <laughs> so I can't say that part, but thank you for sitting down with me. Thank you for taking the time to help us kick off this new facet of the podcast. And not just that, but thank you for just being a part of all of this. Because I don't know if y'all know, like, that when y'all see those new release lists and stuff like that, Alex is the one doing all of that. And when you, like, if you're an author and you've reached out to Girl Have You Read, like, to get a feature or whatever, Alex is, like, (laughs) 99.9% of the time, she is the one who is doing that scheduling and responding to your messages and really being on top of all of that so I just want you to know that I appreciate you if don't nobody else appreciate you I appreciate you <laughs> for you know for for putting the time in and putting the effort in to help you know to help just kind of build build this community you know because it's yeah. not about us like I still get people who are so surprised like wait a minute that's that's you and Alex, like, like <laughs> I don't know who they think it is, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's some, it's some magicians back there. It is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate you know you having because we've been doing this for like a long time. Yeah, because this is going to be year four of 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 our event. This is going to be year four, <laughs> and we were we girl, have you read? Had been in existence for what like almost a year, maybe yeah. not quite a year when we decided to do the first event, but mm-hmm. it happened, or maybe it happened a year. I mean, it been a, I mean by the time that the event happened, for sure, it was yeah. a year. So I want to say it was September. Yeah, it was like September of that year before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we have been doing this for like a year, but it was like exactly a year because I know we decided yeah. to do it in September in like September, October-ish. Yeah. <laughs> when like, we decided oh, yeah. to move forward with the, with the first event. So mm-hmm. yeah. So. I I love what what it has grown to be. I don't know if either of us knew exactly, you know, what we envisioned it looking like five years down the road. Um, But it's it's, it's so much fun. And shout out to you for keeping us together on the tech team. (laughs) (laughs) I I can copy and paste, y'all, but I ain't coding nothing. (laughs) But all right, again, thank you for taking this time to talk to me. And we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, we'll holla. <laughs>